0: Welcome to Power Up, a podcast show hosted by Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio that brings life to some of the stories on power electronics technologies and products featured on powerelectronicsnews.com and through other Aspencore media publications. In this show, you'll hear both engineers and executives discuss news, challenges and opportunities for power electronics in markets such as automotive, industrial and consumer. Here is your host, Editor-in-Chief of powerelectronicsnews.com and eeweb.com, Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to this new episode of uh, PowerUp. Today we will talk about silicon carbide solutions for high voltage applications. So wideband gap semiconductors like silicon carbide offer extremely low switching losses for a better system efficiency, high power density, leading to reduced size and weight and superior thermal conductivity compared to silicon. These imply reduced heat sink requirements, allowing for a more compact and lightweight footprint. Moreover, the capability to operate at high temperatures enhances overall system reliability, making it a compelling option for applications requiring increased power density. In this podcast with Clayton Pillion, Vice President and the Hihab Technical Staff Applications Engineer, both of Microchip's Silicon Garbide business unit, we will enter in the context of Silicon Garbide potential impact on various industries. Let's talk with Clayton and Hihab. Hi, Clayton. Hi, Iab. Thanks a lot for, for coming at PowerUp. How are you guys? Yeah, we're doing great. Thanks for having us. Nice to be here, Mauricio. Thank you. Nice to meet you too. So today we will talk about uh, silicon carbide. So silicon carbide solution for high voltage applications. So I have a couple of questions to share with you. Before that, tell me, tell us more about uh, about you. Give us a little bit of your background. Let's start with uh, Clayton and then uh, Ehab. Well, hello everyone. My name is Clayton Pillian. I'm the, the vice
2: president for the Silicon Carbide Business Unit here at Microchip. I've been with Microchip for just over 18 years. I've uh, Been in the power industry prior to that, and overall, I'm you know responsible for just you know running the business and working with everyone to you know help bring Silicon Carbide to you know the realization and the dreams that everyone has
3: for it. My name is Ihab Tarmoum, I'm an Applications Engineer in the Silicon Carbide Business business Unit with Microchip. I'm based out of the Detroit area, I have been with Microchip now for about four years, and uh, prior to that I was with an Automotive Tier 1, doing uh, design and development for about 21 years. Um, I'm also an adjunct professor at the University of Detroit Mercy, uh, teaching power electronics.
1: Good, thank you. So let's start by discussing the the key (laughs) benefits and why Silicon Carbide is gaining uh, uh, so much attention for power electronics. Uh, so Clayton, what are the, the primary advantages of silicon carbide over silicon and maybe uh, especially just focus on high power applications. Well, thanks Mauricio. You know, the
2: importance of silicon carbide has really been brought to the forefront because you know, there's a huge drive for the electrification of so many different aspects of our daily lives. And with that comes a need for uh, high efficiency. We're talking substantial amount of power that needs to move um, across the grid for vehicle charging, for factories, for all these different areas. And it needs to be able to move in what we call an omnidirectional grid in very different directions than what it has historically. And it needs to have an order of magnitude or more power moving uh, through the grid on a regular basis. And to do that, you have to have maximum efficiency. You can't afford to be losing um, power along the way. So the biggest you know, benefit the silicon carbide brings in high power applications is that it's inherently able to you know, operate at much higher voltages you know, measured in kilovolts as opposed to you know, tens of volts or single digits. Additionally, uh, you know, the nature of silicon carbide allows it to have very low switching losses. It can switch much faster and efficiently. Your conduction and your switching losses, therefore, are far lower. And that really helps bring uh, that efficiency that I was speaking to earlier. And then last but not least, we, we you know, the natural ability to do all of what I just said in a high temperature environment um, makes the device uh, much more efficient, not just from the electrical performance, but also from lowering, you know, the weight of the system. Um, having much, you know, smaller thermal design and lighter heat sinks, and all of that helps to, you know, additionally save energy in the shipping and transportation and and movement of the product, which sometimes gets overlooked as a second order effect.
1: Thank you, Clayton. So here, uh, yeah, silicon carbide technology holds great promise for various industries, let's delve into uh, its applications and uh, potential impact on energy efficient systems and critical applications. So um, how silicon carbide can contribute to energy efficient systems such as EV, electric vehicles, I mean, and renewable energy conversion. And also in what, uh, what, what waves can senior by regness enhance the reliability of uh, critical uh, systems? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, e- electric
3: vehicles and um, renewable energy conversion, that's a big part of the e-mobility and sustainability megatrends, as we call it at Microchip. Uh, these are focus areas for us where we have technologies to provide uh, comprehensive solutions, including power solutions that use silicon carbide. Silicon carbide is an enabler of high efficiency and high power density. So if we look at the electric vehicle, at the electric drive system, the incumbent solution today is the IGBT, the silicon IGBT. And it has very high efficiency, but only at peak power. Once you move away from that peak power, um, the efficiency begins to roll off. With silicon carbide, you're able to maintain that peak uh, efficiency at peak power, and at light load. So uh, across the spectrum, you're able to have that high efficiency. Um, and what that gives you is the ability to have more driving range. You, you can get more kilometers out of that battery pack, or you can reduce the size of that battery pack, reduce, reduce cost and weight. Uh, other areas in the EV would be the onboard charger. Uh, today, you'll see you're seeing mm-hmm. 11 kilowatt chargers and they're moving to 22 kilowatts. That's enabled by silicon carbide. The ability to convert That much power in a small package can uh, efficiently can only be done with silicon carbide technology today, at least. And it allows vehicle designers and packagers the ability to package that in the vehicle uh, without having uh, to deal with too many space constraints. Now, if we look outside the EV at, say, the EV charging system, it's going to need to have uh, high power uh, uh, availability from the grid. And the uh, omnidirectional grid that Clayton just mentioned, uh, the the ability to get power from anywhere to anyone at any time is going to be essential to support the EV charging infrastructure, uh, especially when everyone's wanting to charge at night. And so we're going to need to be able to store all that energy in energy storage systems where we're going to be pushing energy into that battery pack in the energy storage system and, and then pulling that energy out. So the efficiency in those systems are going to be very critical, so we're not wasting power or wasting energy. Uh, silicon carbide uh, is an enabler of a high-efficiency energy storage system. Then when you look at the reliability aspect, uh, today using IGBTs, you know, there are only one quadrant devices in the first quadrant only. To operate in the third quadrant, you need to have an anti-parallel diode. With silicon carbide MOSFETs, they can operate in the first and third quadrant. So what that means is Fewer devices. Fewer devices means uh, fewer opportunities for failure, higher reliability. Then, when you add on the the ruggedness of our silicon carbide diode uh, and the avalanche capability, you'll have higher higher uh, reliability. And one more point is the higher uh, immunity to neutrons neutrons that are entering in through the Earth's atmosphere. Uh, silicon carbide has better performance than than silicon, so it allows for lower fit rates for electric vehicles uh, and also when it comes to the grid and in the grid infrastructure it will
1: result in a higher reliability and resilience. So let me share another question for for you. So silicon carbide offers faster switching speed, but uh, it can also lead to voltage spikes and uh, electromagnetic interference during switching. So how can can be addressed? So how does Microchip address these issues in their uh, devices? Yeah, so um, if you
3: look at our power modules, our silicon carbide power modules, they have a very low profile uh, compared to a silicon power module. And you really need that in order to minimize that loop inductance. You need low inductance because of all the fast switching. We have a module which we name the SP6LI. And the LI stands for low inductance. It only has three nano Henry of inductance, fairly low. Um, and that allows designers to design the, the, the power loop with uh, to be small and compact to minimize that overshoot and, and ringing uh, to minimize the EMI. Along with that, uh, we also have a, a group of uh, silicon carbide subject matter experts working with clients uh, to help them optimize that power loop design and the gate loop design. So the gate drive uh, is also just as critical to drive the MOSFET properly so that you have a clean switching to minimize that overshoot. Uh, when you minimize that overshoot, you're able then to have higher efficiency. So not only do you reduce the radiated and conducted emissions, but you also have higher efficiency. Um, one other area is that we have a gate drive technology called augmented switching and what that does is that turn on and turn off of every switching cycle we introduce an intermediate step and that step is configurable the voltage and the duration is configurable and it allows you to really uh, tune the switching of your device so you can have that control of the dvdt and the didt uh, again to help minimize that overshoot and ringing and that uh, again gives you better
1: uh, EMI performance but also uh, switching performance you have higher efficiency so Clayton silicon carbide technology involves uh, several subjects so what about uh, um, collaboration in your company among different departments but also Collaboration uh, with external partners with the goal to drive innovation and stay competitive in the market, that is, uh, is important. So, strategic partnership, uh, collaboration uh, with the goal to enhance the development and deployment of Sinogarbide uh, solutions.
2: Yeah. So the the very first part of your your question was, you know, how do we collaborate within the company and across all the different departments, manufacturing and design and applications and so forth? And, you know, for Microchip, it's very much in our DNA. We role model collaboration from the top down at the company and and we set up a, a, a kind of a corporate culture where we're all about helping each other rather than competing and challenging each other for resources or recognition and so forth, and that starts at the top and it and it rolls out. and our, our biggest example of that would be our non commissioned sales force, where you know we don't care where customers need help for design or where they buy parts. Regardless, they get the help they need where they need it. So you know we bring that same uh, concept into how we do product development and support and 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 you know. At the end of the day, we're all engineers and we just want to solve complex problems. And we feel really good when we we have success, and that success comes as a group gets together and and you have specialties from different areas. How we work within the industry mirrors that. You know, we work, we have several partnerships with universities uh, to help make uh, reference designs, to do research and development for the sake of bettering. Uh, the product or the technology. We work within multiple different industry groups uh, to share learnings, to share technology. Uh, you know, for example, in the recent Power America event, uh, we had multiple uh, collaborations that were reported out on uh, that we've uh, worked on for the last year or two. So, in our twenty-something years of, of working on silicon carbide, we've really focused on you know doing a, an amazing job internally and being very efficient together and doing uh, as, as great as we can, working within the industry and, and trying to really share and leverage all the great work that's
1: done out there. Thank you, Clayton. So let's back in terms of uh, reliability with the uh, HIAB. Uh, so the gate oxide is one of the, the main uh, things, parameter to, to consider when talking about re- reliability. So may you elaborate on the mechanism that uh, contribute to uh, excellent gate oxide stability that would uh, impact the performance of serum mm-hmm. carbide. Yeah. Of course,
3: yeah. Well, you know, as you know, the gate oxide is the Achilles heel of a MOSFET. It's the weakest point of the MOSFET, and with silicon carbide it's subjected to a much higher electric field than with silicon power MOSFETs. So we did a lot of work early on in the development of our silicon carbide MOSFETs. We've done some uh, design iterations and ran several DOEs using our in-house fab to verify the design and the manufacturing process. So the, the optimal conditions... To grow a robust silicon oxide are really well understood uh, at microchip. Uh, And because of that, we're able to have a stable threshold voltage with minimal drift over the life of of the device. And we also have a minimal threshold voltage hysteresis. Uh, We do implement shielding within our devices, so we're able to protect that gate oxide from the, the high electric field that I was talking about. Now, I can't get into details about on the design of our devices or the manufacturing process. All that is proprietary, uh, but the, the proof is in the pudding. We have, uh, from internal and external independent uh, testing, uh, data to show that we have a very stable and robust gate oxide. Uh, for example, for the high temperature gate bias test, uh, we we're able to show with a negative bias, we only had a drift of 20 millivolts. And with a positive bias is 60 millivolts on average. So, so these are very very impressive numbers uh, again showing the the reliability and of, of both our design and our process um, we also do a, a unique test a dynamic gate stress test where we test the part at elevated temperatures in the condition how it is tested how it's used in the application uh, with the device switching and so it is it, subjected to over a, over a trillion switching cycles. And during this test, we do spot checks and measure the threshold voltage, the threshold voltage hysteresis, and the RDS on. And uh, in, in all cases, the 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 drift was very small, almost I- insignificant. Uh, and, and this is all n- not by accident. It's because of the know-how, the experience, the expertise that we have in the design and the manufacturing of silicon carbide MOSFETs.
1: So in the context of uh, uh, silicon carbides potential impact on the industry on uh, various industries there are other performance metrics benchmarks that uh, we should consider so designers should uh, should consider when evaluating the suitability of the devices for their applications silicon carbide devices
3: designers need to understand that not all silicon carbide mosfets are the same uh, they should consider that RDSON mm-hmm. changes over temperature. Uh, we do have a very low RDSON temperature coefficient, uh, but depending on the, on the structure, you might see some devices with a very high temperature coefficient. So that's important to understand how RDSON changes. Don't fall into that trap of looking just at the, uh, the, the, the rating on the data sheet, on the first page of the data sheet. You really have to look at that curve. Um, switching losses, the way switching losses are measured, is important. Uh, Every manufacturer may have different uh, test conditions and how they measure the switching losses. So that's important that the designer understands that. And then in the end is what is the current carrying capability, the RMS current carrying capability? When you factor in the RDS on the switching losses and the thermal resistance, uh, that's really what matters in the application. Uh, What we have are some design tools. We have uh, SPICE simulation models. We have a tool called Mindy, a a SPICE uh, tool that, that includes our models of our silicon carbide MOSFETs and diodes. And we have Plex models uh, of our different devices, of our discrete devices and our modules. And the Plex models are built using lookup tables from actual testing, empirical data, double pulse test measurements. Um, and those same models are also used on our online simulator. We have a tool called MPLAB SICK Power Simulator, and that allows customers to pick the topology and select the devices, enter some basic information on the requirements, and with that, are able to get quick uh, results showing uh, temperatures and efficiencies uh, of the different devices.
1: Thank you. So, um, in conclusion, um, Clayton, so as uh, the technology will continue to, to evolve, uh, so there are some uh, emerging trends, advancements in uh, materials, byte materials, device architectures, W- that we should uh, take uh, in consideration. What's next from Microchip? Yeah, thanks, Mauricio. So you know, as more and more
2: applications that have traditionally been mechanical become electrified, it's creating new challenges for the industry. And I think the biggest uh, challenge that you're seeing, uh, for instance, comes from. Uh, aerospace. And the need to have incredible amount of reliability coupled with the uh, power density for very small, lightweight operation of, of high power. So as aircraft continue to uh, evolve with controlled surfaces and other applications moving from traditional mechanical means to more electric, uh, electrical means, and also with, uh, you know, the advent of a higher uh, profile or uh, electric vertical takeoff and landing applications, uh, you're seeing a need to have uh, some of the most robust packaging in module power density that we've seen in a while. Other uh, emerging areas in, in are occurring on the manufacturing side. We're seeing a tremendous push in the area of how the silicon carbide bulls are being produced, um, how we can see much higher yield from those over time. You know, back to your question on the partnerships, we continue to work within the industry with multiple partners on improving uh, yields and um, the material aspects of the input material to make a silicon carbide IC. Now, at the end of the day, um, Microchip is, is kind of positioning uh, for the next wave of growth as it comes from uh, new technologies in, in high power density, in modules, in embedded dye, as well as moving through Um, some of the newer materials and manufacturing pieces that, uh, you know, customers don't always see out there in the industry, but certainly uh, speaks to higher reliability, more capacity and and, uh, more reliable uh, products. So uh, with that, you know, we're excited to see a lot of the emerging uh, changes in in EV charging and in in the the omnidirectional grid infrastructure. And we continue to work with our our partners to be prepared for um, all of those next steps that we have coming before. Us in the future.
1: Great. So great conversation about uh, Cineverbyte. Thanks a lot, Clayton. Thanks a lot, Hiab. So stay in touch with uh, Power Up and talk soon. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Maritio.
0: That brings us to the end of this episode. Stay tuned with more news and technical aspects about power electronics. If you are listening to this on the podcast page at eetimes.com or powerelectronicsnews.com, Links to articles on topics we have discussed are shown on this page. Power Up is brought to you by Aspen Core Media. The host is Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio and the producer is James Ede.